The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We have come halfway around the world, but just to talk to someone from home, Eileen Dunn is, is with me here in our studio in the Langham Hotel uh, in Boston. Uh, Eileen, it's good to see you. Um, listen, you're going to this event tonight that's happening to mark 25 years uh, since the Good Friday Agreement. Uh, and you would have been working in RTE at the time. So where, before we talk about your own memories of, the, of, of that day and, and your own reporting of it, where does that moment in Irish history kind of rank for you in terms of what you experienced in that newsroom? Well, I suppose it's, it's double-edged, if you like, apart from it being an historic moment. It also, for me, it was the first time I'd run, I'd worked on what we call those rolling bulletins. Um, I had been working in the newsroom, obviously, but Brian Dobson was in Belfast and I was in Dublin anchoring. In the run-up, now I'm talking about Holy Week and the few days, and there was, there was one day, maybe the Wednesday or the Thursday, and it was sort of all on a knife edge, and we were on air all afternoon, and it was one of the first times I'd done a bulletin like that, and I had somebody in the studio, and David Davenpower was our correspondent in Belfast, and throwing something to him and then picking up Maybe it was Gareth Fitzgerald was in the studio with me or somebody like that. And I'm thinking, I can think and speak at the same time. I've actually cracked this. This is the first time I felt comfortable doing that kind of a bulletin. Mm. And it was just all very hectic. And then at the same time, Paul Cunningham was out in Bosnia. And we came off the air maybe at half five and was going back on again to do the 6-1. And being told you have to do an as live with Paul Cunningham in the meetups. You're suddenly trying to switch your head from Belfast to Bosnia, you know. So I remember all of that. And then... I was off on the Good Friday and I was travelling west and I remember pulling in on the side of the road to listen to the speeches. My son was only three. He was asleep in the back of the car. Mm. We were going down to link up with my husband and uh, just pulling in to listen to Bertie Hearn and Tony Blair coming out and for the press conference and thinking, wow, they got it across yeah, the line. It was absolutely uh, incredible. And it strikes me, it's something like that was happening today and you were in the newsroom and I was here and there. I... I be allowed to be kind of celebratory about something you know it's the kind of the freedom of this show compared to what you were doing was that ever hard to 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 present things in a in a in an unemotional manner when there was such a deep emotional undercurrent to them I suppose, but the other side of it then is, you know, you have to keep straight on all yeah. levels, you know, and that, and that, in a way, that's, I worry about the way journalism is going at the moment and the way the younger people are tweeting and voicing opinions. And I mean, I would always have said, you should never know how I feel about the news that I'm reading. And I would still feel that. So you're tweeting now and you're voicing your opinions and the government changes next year and where are you left then and where's your credibility and mm. all of that. Um, it's it's just it's different times, and I just you know I worry about it. Does it make it feel you're glad you're out of it? Um, ish, yeah, you know, oh, only ish. Yeah, sometimes you wish you were back there. No, 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 but I, I no, <laughs> I have done my time. I was ready. Put it that way. <laughs> um, what then? I mean, if if the Good Friday Agreement is is up there for for all the right reasons to a degree, that they've got this over the line. I mean, what, what stands out for you as a remarkably difficult story that you had to cover? Um, I've said it several times, Dunblane is the one that actually stands okay. out for me. Um, it was February 1996 when a gunman went into a school in Dunblane in Scotland and shot up several kids. And in fact, just reading about it again this week, because following that, the British government introduced anti-gun laws and there hasn't been a school shooting 
in England since England, Scotland, Great Britain since, mm. and look at us here and what has happened here this week in America. Um, and it's the, I don't know how many they've had this year already, you know, just the difference. But also I had just become a mother. My son was six months old then, and it just impacted on me in a way that a story like that hadn't up to then. And also Andy Murray was in that classroom. He was only yeah. seven, the tennis player at the time. Um, so that, that's one that kind of stands out for me. And despite the fact, as you say, you've done your time and you don't miss it, are, are, there, are there moments when there's a big event happening, though, that you kind of think, oh, it'd be nice to be in there? Sure, in, in, yeah. because hustle and bustle. You'd be, yeah, yeah, and you'd be getting the inside track. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, there is, of course. You know, you, you feel the buzz of a big story. Like, like even today at home now, I know it's a big day, you know, yeah. the, the vote of confidence, etc. Um but in general, I kind of, you know, I've been there, done that. Okay. You're not sitting at home then watching them kind of thinking, well, that's not now how I'd have presented that. No. Not really. No, no. no. Who should present the late late, actually? Well, there you see, I don't know, because we're going to have a new DG. We are, not me right. anymore. My former <laughs> colleagues yes. are going to have a new DG. So that new DG could come in and decide we're going to do something completely different. Ah, they won't do that. We'll be completely different, would it? Who knows? It's worth too much money. They couldn't be paying the big salaries of the Eileen Duns of this world. Well, and, you see, and did you ever see me late. on any top 20 list ever in your life? No, you did not. <laughs> no, you stayed well out of that. Well done, Eileen. Um, so listen, um, I, I mentioned kind of why we're here and uh, that the fact that this event is, is, is happening tonight. And you, I know you have your own family connections to this part of the world, like mm -hmm. so many other people listening to this as well, and your sister's here. But you're involved as well in the Kennedy Summer School I'm involved in New Ross. How, how did that come about? Um, so, how did that come about? Eileen Whelan's husband is, is uh, Larry. Yes, Larry, Larry Donnelly. Donnelly. And well. Larry Donnelly is involved, good Bostonian, and he's involved at the Kennedy Summer School with the late Noel Whelan and Brian Murphy and Willie Keelty from New Ross, the chairman, and the late great Bob Morrow from Boston College. So Eileen just said to me, you should come, you'd love this, you should come down some year. So I went down with Colin Murray's wife, Anne. We were at a lunch one day and she was saying, girls, you should come down, you'd love it. And so Anne and I went down one year and we did love it. And we got chatting to people and I was saying, I'll be back, I'll be back. And Willie Keelty said to me, if you come back, I'll have a job for you. So the next year I went back, I think I hosted the lunch on the speaker's lunch on the Friday, mm. which was sponsored by Boston College. And... Um, then following that, I got a phone call from Larry and Noel to ask me would I become one of the directors. So there, I'm there since. And do you enjoy it? I love it. I love it. And the great thing about it is it's, it's different. There are so many different aspects to it. Um, now, we don't have our programme finalised this year, but for example, we have James Carville and, and Mary Maitland, you know, he yeah. worked for Bill Clinton and she worked for the Republicans, though I gather she's now a libertarian. They're coming. We have, we're focusing on Ireland's 50 years in the EU. Uh, and we have Martin O'Neill, former Irish football manager. Commissioner McGuinness is doing the lunch this year. So, like, there's kind of something for everyone in the audience. And the Saturday then tends to be total political nerd day. We do Irish <laughs> politics and history and American politics and history. And so there are, you, you can miss one section and then come back in for the next session or come for a day or come for the weekend or... You know, it's great. Uh, and what, I guess what it, what it all speaks to is the connection between the US and Ireland. Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of, a, it's a remarkable thing, really, isn't it? It is. And then the whole Boston and Boston College connection and having the contacts and Larry, of course, too, being from Boston. Um, yeah. So, 
and, and people love it. And then you ross between the Arboretum and the home place and they recreate the tea party too. They used to do it out at Dungunstown. Yes. Um, but then they got caught out with the weather and stuff, so they've moved it now to the Arboretum on the Thursday afternoon. And the local ICA does the tea and the buns and all that. And it's a lovely afternoon. Myself and Mary Kennedy did it last year. We're hoping Francis Brennan will do it this year. Uh, so that's a nice afternoon as well. And then the lunch is back out there on the Friday. And I know lots of people who, who come here, they go out to the JFK Museum and beside it, there's the Ted Kennedy Centre yes. and, and the recreation of his office uh, above his desk is a big signpost for Dungunstown, actually. So, you know, it is a Well, is actually, a, now a I'm going to... You're a granny... Yes. Who, who was a, a photographer, took this fabulous footage, which is down in the library in New Ross, of the JFK visit. And of course, the thing was, she wasn't constrained by security men or anything because nobody knew she was there. Yes. She kind of snuck around <laughs> the back streets and did her own thing. But the more amazing footage is from the previous year in 1962. She has footage of Ted Kennedy walking down the main street in New Ross yeah. with little fellas hanging out from. And he was so handsome and so tall. And he apparently came back here and said, John, you've got to go. This is serious. They're really claiming us. You know, you've got to do this. So he laid the groundwork for that visit in 1960. And, but like, again, like everything kind of been circular, um, like the Good Friday Agreement, which is being celebrated tonight, like there, there's a strong argument that that doesn't get over the line without US political investment. Sure. And um, Bill Clinton and George Mitchell. And in fact, I was just listening to one of my favourite things at the moment is the Alistair campbell Roy Stewart podcast. Oh, it's great, the isn't it? The rest is politics, yeah. But then they have this leaders one-on-one uh, -on -one session. So I was listening to Alistair Campbell with Bertie Heron this morning, and he was making that point. He was making the point that, you know, how many times did they ring Bill Clinton and say, we need you, we need you to make a phone call? Or George Mitchell, who had wanted to withdraw from public life, and, but said to Bill, if you need me, and Bill said, yeah, I need you. I need you to go to Belfast. And he flew, you know, Bertie Heron said mm. he maybe flew across the Atlantic a hundred times in those few months. Well, uh, Joe Kennedy is going to be at the thing tonight. And Indeed. we had a guest earlier in the show who suggested in the next uh, presidential election, Joe Kennedy should be the vice presidential candidate with Michelle Obama as the Democratic <laughs> nominee. We might ask Joe Kennedy about that. Listen, Eileen, enjoy the event tonight. And thanks a million Thank for joining us. Uh, Eileen Dunn, an absolute uh, pleasure. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.